Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death. On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Inspiring End of Life Conversations. I'm really happy today to have David Bennett on the show. It is very timely. He's going to be sharing with us things that will help our hearts, bring some soothing energy in, and let me get started and just tell you a little bit about him, okay? David Bennett enjoys a retired life of a public speaker, author, energetic healer, and transformational life coach. He's had many appearances on radio and television, including The Story of God with Morgan Freeman, Dr. Oz, Angels Among Us, NBC National News, and PBS. David had many transformative experiences. In 1983, he drowned and and had a near-death experience while he was the chief engineer of the ocean research vessel Aloha. He experienced a second transformational experience in 1994 when in meditation in Sedona, Arizona, where he where he had his childhood home. The third experience occurred in November 2000 when he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer that metastasized into his spine, causing it to collapse. Now in remission, retired, disabled, his passion includes working in his wood shop and writing reflections for living an empowered life and sharing them on his weekly Facebook Live events, Contemplated Living, which we are going to be getting into detail about today. David's work as an energetic healer uses white light healing technique that was given to him from spirit during stage four lung and bone cancer. He also works as a certified integration and transformational life coach. His book about his near-death experience is called Voyage of Purpose, Spiritual Wisdom from Near-Death Back to Life. And today, we are going to be working with his book, A Voice as Old as Time. I love the title. Welcome, David. So great to have you here today. Thank you, Nina. It's great to be here. Such oh, an honor. Thank you so much. Well, I guess for our audience, why don't we go ahead and start and talk a little about, tell us a little bit about your near-death experience. Let's touch on that. Sure, sure. Back in 1983, I was a uh, chief engineer of a research vessel, and um, we, we were stuck in a storm, a very severe storm, where we had 25 to 30-foot seas. But... Um, in the course of, uh, of trying to bring some people into shore from the ship on a small boat, we actually were capsized by one of those giant waves, and I drowned. And so, I, in, in the course of the near-death experience, I went from darkness into the light. I met my soul family. We had a life review that was absolutely amazing, and, it, and all of this was surrounded by this incredible love. And, um, but then, you know, the light spoke to me and told me I had to return and I didn't really want to, but, um, they told me I had a purpose and, and that word purpose really resonated into my being yeah. to such a point that it just, uh, I, I understood it. And, and with that understanding, um, I was able to accept it. And, and found myself back outside my body. There was a bit of a miraculous um, resuscitation that happened by the waves pounding my body up against the wreckage. Oh, I can't um, even imagine. And, and then, um, and, and, you know, but then 
came back and uh, and and it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. Uh, be- before the experience, I was a brash young man. Um, my philosophy was you cut your swath through life. That's, you know, and it's a pretty brutal philosophy when you think about it. Yes. Um, but then um, after the experience, in that life review, you get to see all of these, you know, actions and interactions that you have in life and the after and, and how they affect people and, and the ripples that your life actually causes. We don't realize how interconnected we are with everything, with everyone and everything in life. So, so um, by now knowing that in my 20s, um, it, it changed my total worldview, my total outlook on life. And um, it, you don't change overnight with one of these experiences, but it, the experience is so pervasive in, in your consciousness, you can't get away from it. And so it, it, it like uh, it kind of permeates into your being, into who yeah. you are, you know, and and so that's how you start to live your life because you've learned new tools, you've learned more, you know, things that are more important than just the the circumstances that surround us all the time. You know, I love the word that you're using, pervasive. Um, the fact that you survived your cancer. Mm. You divinely survived your cancer. I'm going to say that because the wisdom that you received during all that, that, I mean, that wasn't an NDE, but you, you knew you were going to get it. I, I'm having a hard time saying this, but it's like to get cancer, survive through cancer, especially when it metastasized to your spine and made it collapse, that there was an inner knowing that you've had, and we're going to talk about this today because this is the the part that I I love about your journey is that there was an inner knowing that you knew you were going to be okay. The light and all of your experiences, you moved through that cancer. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but there was a knowing there of who you really are. And that's really what I want to talk about today about all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, in the life review, in my experience, I actually saw parts of my future and I saw that I was going to have to deal with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know when, um, when it was going to happen. Um, I like to say that, you know, someday somebody's going to build an app that, um, that <laughs> correlates, you know, time in the light with uh, earthly time because it just doesn't mesh up, you know, what, no. what, you, what you think. <laughs> it's so hard to understand too. And I've heard it's that so, from many indie ears. So when, when some uh, uh, app, uh, programmer makes that app I'll be the first one in line to buy it but okay. um but, but anyway <laughs> I'll be it, the second <laughs> yeah yeah because um yeah it, it, time doesn't exist in that light but no but I saw this that I was going to have cancer um I didn't really understand how severe it was going to be stage four lung and bone cancer is incredibly severe and the yeah. survivability statistics are very very poor very um, yeah, the prognosis was they weren't even going to treat me when um, when I was first diagnosed. They were just going to give me uh, you know some morphine and Percocet, make me as comfortable as possible, and told me to get my affairs in order. Wow. But but and that could be scary, right? Yes. I mean that can really scare a person, a family, your community. Um, mm-hmm. When when that type of prognosis is handed down, and you could go into this fog where, oh my gosh, what's going on? What's happening? You know, because um, the 
it, it presented itself very rapidly because it was an aggressive form of cancer. But it, it, the neat thing was, was like you were, you were saying, I had a connection to my guidance, to my higher consciousness. Yeah. And through that, I was able to, and knowing that I was going to survive it, because when I did see it in my life review, I also saw I was going to live beyond it. And that was part of the purpose. I know. You know, it's, and you've said that your, N, your NDE experiences saved your life. And that's exactly what you're talking about in this moment. I mean, it, it literally... In multiple ways, in multiple ways. It it saved my life through the cancer episode, but it also saved my life from the uh, state of unawareness to a Mm. state of awareness. Okay. And, And by living within awareness, it saved my life in so many ways because now life is rich. Life has meaning, yeah. um, you know, even, even in the troubling times, like right now, you know, we're going through a lot of troubling times, but I can live a life that is, um, that this has is, satisfaction. Yeah. This is why I love having you on the show. I, you know, if I could ask you, you know, your second book, so, A Voice as Old as Time, the title in itself just reminds me of where we truly come from. What would you say if I was to ask you, because it's beautiful and we're going to get into more detail about it because we're going to be going through some of, um, well, actually what contemplative living is. What inspired you to write that book? Cause it's really beautiful and it's on Kindle, everybody. So, it's there's just so many gems in this book of just, I just want to take them with me and tuck them away in my heart so I could have them during the day when I'm out in the world or watching the news or seeing all the stuff that we're seeing right now. So what, what inspired you to write that book? Not Well, I have to say Spirit actually wrote that book. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. No, because, that's cool. Yeah, because um, I had started um, my contemplative, uh, Not I didn't call it, uh, contemplative living in the early days during the cancer. It was more of just a morning meditation, a morning practice that I, I developed to help me to to function through okay, this so cancer. Let me, let me back up one minute. So, because I want to, I really want to get clear on this myself. So, the contemplative living that you have, gosh, just brought to this world, I'm going to just say that that wasn't quite there yet. That's something that evolved through this time that you had between your cancer and now, correct? Yeah, it started around 2000. Okay. And, and, um, and, and it's evolved over time. It, it keeps evolving, in fact, um, which, is, which is the neat thing because it's organic in that, in that sense. Mm. Because what I try to do is I try to sp- spend a little bit of quiet time. First, I start with gratitude. Gratitude is my anchor. I, I don't even get out of bed before I start my gratitudes. Okay. That's and good when, to know. And when I talk about gratitudes, I, I'm talking about I'm grateful for everything. Some people may say the good and the bad, you know, and everything, but I don't view things as good and bad. I view things as just as they are. They, okay. You know, this is, I don't, I really try not to look at good and bad anymore. So and, you get um, really specific with your gratitude then, David. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm That's very, good to know. yeah, with the people in my life, the th- the circumstances that come and go out of life and things like that. Okay, I love and that. And I spend, it, it doesn't take very long, especially if you're doing it on a daily basis. It only takes mm-hmm. a few moments. When when I first reached that point, that wake in state in the morning, 
Okay. And so that's before I even put my feet on the ground. Then mm. I go into, a, uh, I leave, you know, I go, I leave the bedroom and go into a quiet place where I go every morning. Um, routine is very helpful in maintaining um, a practice, you know. Okay. So for me anyway, um, I, I think that's for everybody, and that's what we're struggling with right now yeah, is routine. <laughs> it's been it's taken away. Like, yeah, it's kind of like Pavlo- Pavlov's dog, you know. I mean, um, if you ring the bell enough times, um, you know, <laughs> you start to salivate. Well, it's the same thing with meditation. If you if you sit a certain way, if you're you you know the way whatever your meditative practice is, once you sit and you're in that space. Um, you know, different people use different techniques, things like that. Um, and that's fine. Whatever works for you is what works for you. Go with it. Um, but then I, I go into, and I go into stillness just for a few moments because I can go into stillness rather quickly now because I, yeah, I, I, do it, I do it so much. that, And then I, what I do is I allow spirit and myself to have a little bit of a communion where there's a topic. And we allow that to just evolve. And so the voice, <clears throat> spirit speaks to me um, in many types of voices. Sometimes it's, it's flashes of a vision. Sometimes it's actually a voice that may say a few words. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a download of, of just information. And, I understand. And then I have to decipher it and that sort of thing. That's so, kind of how. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it works for me, you know, but for people, I'm going to back up here a minute because mm-hmm. for people that are just maybe waking up to this because of the state, I'm going to read a little piece from your book and it's okay. in the contemplative chapter about peace. Okay. So I'm going to okay. back up a little bit because I want to take a couple of steps for people that are really struggling with this. Yeah. Do not allow yourself to be trapped in the past or future. We have so much potential in this moment. What is time anyway but the progression of moments? If we fill each moment with gratitude, respect, and love, we will see efforts returned in kind. And then you describe as well when you're talking about drama. If there's drama in the mind, the world seems drama-filled. The mind is drawn towards disorganization and drama Spend a few minutes each day to clear your mind and break the connection to disharmony. So, when your when your mind is clear, there's a and there's feeling of discord. How? What's the easiest way? So, because you've been doing this every day, and for other people, even myself, yeah. I really struggle with this right now. My mind gets going like crazy. Sure. Is is that for regular? folks that haven't had a near-death experience, when we're starting to feel that disorganizational with seeing things on the news or we're out, you know, the, even going out in, in the world right now, you're, you're kind of, if you're living in Portland or you're living in Chicago or you're living in New York, you know, these are places where there's so much going on. So, tell us what people can do in that regard. You know, like what you do in the morning, if people are having problems with drama, oh my gosh, we have to go to break. So, let me do this. One quick answer. Take a breath. Take a breath. breath. Okay. And what we're going to do, we're going to get deeper into this, way deeper into this when we get back from the break. So we'll be right back. (music) 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's Difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina Ampala are $250, and if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to inspiring end-of-life conversations if you have a question for nina impala or her guest today call into our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to tutoring for the spirit at gmail.com now back to this week's program so here we are we're back so david and i were talking about on the break uh, about the struggle and uh, in my own life we we had a really sad thing happen and uh, I've been really helping the family a lot and you know there's a lot of suicide going on there's a lot of drug overdose going on there's a lot of depression going on a lot of sadness going on because so much has been taken from us and staying connected to our divine essence with regard to the human struggle it's like when I lay down at night, it's my little heart, I, I, it's, it's challenging for me. And I know that I'm speaking for many people out there. So if you could help us with that, David, and maybe we could talk about more of a, a what actually what contemplative living is and really get into the details of that. Yeah, the, you know, it, you have to start out small at first, but it does require a little bit of discipline. Um, okay. So I have a lot of little tools in my arsenal that I, I use to maintain a more contemplative uh, mindset throughout my day. And, and the way I do it is um, I, when things really inspire me or when things really impress me, I feel it mostly in my heart. 
Now, I know some people feel it. Um, I, I have some artist friends who feel it in the palms of their hands. I have yeah. some other, some psychic friends who feel it in the crown of their head, that sort <laughs> of thing. But um, to be aware of when, when that when you feel inspiration, because inspiration is actually spirit communication. Where does that divine uh, inspiration come from? Where does it come from? It comes I from our that. higher consciousness. Yes. So if if we can pay attention to when we feel when that happens, there's usually a physical sensation that comes along with it. As mm-hmm. that divine inspiration is coming to us, it has to come through our physical body, and so that we can interpret it as it inspiration so while that's happening um if you pay attention for me it's my heart so when i feel when i feel inspired or something in my day-to-day life so much as even touches me i have a phrase that i say to myself um that that helps me helps my heart to open up okay we all have um something that that is near and dear to all of us. For me, I like to say thank you for my life, but I say it in 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 Sioux, which is uh Wichonihe, uh Palamia Wichonihe. So mm, beautiful. So it, and it means thank you for this life. And um and and so whenever something touches me, whenever I'm, you know, I feel that essence, I say thank you for this life and it helps to expand my heart so that so that that expansiveness of the divine I become that open vessel that allows that that inspiration to even expand even further you know okay um, so this is really important so what and I'm going I'm going to just explain it in a way that when it's being self-aware right? It's being yes. very self-aware. Yes. So, if you get an inspiration to my audience, you know, when you get an inspiration or you maybe you have a picture in your head or you get inspired to do something, many times we just go on and keep working on what we're working on. We don't listen to it. Right. So, there's an, a sense of awareness that really has to come into play here, right? Yes. And that's the discipline. That's okay. the discipline Got it. part. Um and because I have a very disciplined morning practice and not everybody can do that, you know, because I mean, our lives are just hectic sometimes and, and morning time isn't the best for everybody. Some people prefer evening time because it, it helps them to wind down at the end. Yes. Of the Myself, my philosophy is I like to do it in the morning because it helps me to put my foot forward in a positive and empowering way. So, and, and some people do it twice a day. Some people, you know, will pick two times a day to do it. Um, and, and I don't really uh, prescribe to the notion that it has to be a certain amount. Of, you have to sit for an hour. You know, I, I'm not really into that. No, um, I can't. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Let me tell no, you. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I, 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 whatever length of time works for you. At first, most people just need a couple moments. Um, yeah. And don't you judge know, yourself. Yeah. Don't and judge you don't, yourself. And like, you don't judge yourself. And you, you don't have, have to be sitting like a pretzel either. No. Yeah. Um, yes. You can you can do um, a contemplative focus with activity. You can do it with walking. You could do it with washing the dishes. Right. You can you can do it. And I used to do it at work in my office. I used to just put my head in my hands, rest my elbows on my desk, put my head in my hands and allow the weight and just feel the weight of my head in my hands. This is fascinating. As a a sense of relief. Yes. And, And I would just breathe. I would just 
pay attention to the breath coming in and going out. And I do just maybe three breaths and you'd be amazed at how centered and focused and how much more mental acuity you have when you need to go into a meeting and need to really be on, you know, Um, I would do that. And it takes what, you know, 30 seconds. And, and I would gain that, that moment again, I would gain that, that focus that I needed in life. You remind me because I used, for me, it's folding clothes. I love to fold clothes. You know, it's, it's something I'll sit down on the couch or on the bed. I like folding towels or just something where my mind just goes blank. Yeah. It's very peaceful for me. So making that, you know, that's, that would be part of my practice, you know, and, exactly. and I have to remember that you just reminded me of that. And it's, and I always tell my sons always move towards what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when we do that, even in the way the world is going right now, that is a way to also open up and expand. So, when you say open up and expand, yeah. So, my, you know, when when we get quiet, see, I feel things through my heart, like you, and I know other people feel them in different ways. That expansion, it's it's like one of those things that is very hard to explain, but the body tends to kind of physically relax and spiritually open. Yes, I, and your breathing slows down. Yeah. There is a physical yeah, response to the expansiveness. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, it is it's very hard to that's why I just call it expansiveness, because it's very hard to describe that stillness suddenly just expands. Yeah. And and it, 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 you know, it, it's hard to describe in a visual sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's more because it's experiential. So, right. so it is, yeah. and it's a learning curve, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it and it may not happen every time. When you first start, you can't, like you said earlier, you can't beat yourself up um, because at first it takes it takes a little bit of practice to find where your doorway is. Yeah. Where's your doorway to the stillness, you know? So I invite people to experiment and to play with it and to find, you know, keep it joyous um, so that, so that it's, it's, it's something you look forward to. Yeah. So see what David is saying here. This is so beautiful. So we're not making it into something arduous. We're making it into something that fills you, that makes you happy. And I think when we move towards that, you know, it's easier for me, you know, my sweetie put two swings out in the front yard and it, it's really hot right now, but boy, sometimes I'll just go out there and just swing. So we have great big trees in our front yard and stuff. And I just love it because it's something that calms my body down. And then from that place, so I'm saying this for other people, if there's something that you're doing in your life that brings you joy, expand it out a little bit into some thing, you know, inspiring that's going to open you and expand you to have that inspiration and, and be connected to the divine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and some people find it through uh, music, some people through yeah. art, you know, um, I even have a, a couple friends who, who are accountants who, who really get off on numbers. So, you know, it, it, we all have different rhythms in our life. And so finding your rhythm is what's really key. It's all about you. It's, it's not about the next guy or how some book tells you it's got to be. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's a personal journey. Yep. And this is the, this is the teaching that you bring, David. And, you know, I, I really 
want people to hear this because of the chaos that we're all experiencing right now. You know, people that are worried about money, people that are worried about when their kids are going to go back to school, their peace has been, you know, it's just not there, or people that are living in homes that um, they looked forward to going to school or because it's where they got their meal or where they could, you know, have time to themselves or whatever, you know, so there's a lot of different things coming into play right now. So making this contemplation, I think, simplistic and not complicated is yes. key. Yes. And and go back, start with the basics. Um, I always encourage people that are uh, initiating a new practice. Start with the simple things. Um, you know, you have to get in touch with yourself. Okay. The first step is getting in touch with yourself mm-hmm. and accepting yourself for who you are. Beautiful. Okay. And, and as you start to look at yourself, um, and this kind of goes back to like my NDE where there was a life review. Well, that life review showed me who I was. Mm. And, and I realized, okay, I wasn't real happy with who I was, but that's mm. okay. You can, you can realize that, okay, this is where I am in this moment, but I can work toward being the person I want to be. And, and always remember, you know, there's been times uh, in my own life where things haven't quite gone as planned. And I'll find myself having that inner conversation with myself where I'm literally, you know, really beating myself up. And one of the things that I've always said to people is, if you were a small child and the child made a mistake, a little mistake, and you and they felt bad about themselves how would you treat that child you'd hug them tell them it's going to be okay make them some pizza or some cookies and just go it's all right you know and i and i tell people that love yourself that way through something because we're all here to learn right i mean that's it's like you know I think that I saw something really funny the other day. It said something like, we came here to work and we came here to learn, but ego wants to have a martini in Barbados. I just thought that was so funny. I think I saw that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it's like, oh, no, you know. But I think that when you cultivate, if if I was like looking at this, I'm getting a vision in my own mind right now. I think the top thing is just to have awareness first. Just if Mm -hmm. you don't do anything else. When you wake up in the morning, where's your mind at? When you're yes. making your breakfast, you're having your first cup of coffee, you know, you're sitting at your desk, you're getting ready for your day. Where is your mind at? Are you grounded? You know, are you, you feeling your body or are you just working from the neck up? Yeah. And, and to do that, you know, in the morning and do it and pick a time later in the day and, you know, a couple times later in the day to, to do the same thing just right. for a moment to, to connect to your awareness. And, and the more you do that, it, it's kind of funny. You, then you do it, you, you tend to want to do it more and more and more. And eventually it becomes from a practice, it becomes a way of being. Okay. Um, and, but it, it, it takes time. I'm, it, I'm not going to say it's overnight, but, but you have to, first you have to, you know, realize that, that when I feel centered and grounded and connected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's when I'm my true self. 
That's yeah. when I'm acting from my true self. That's mm-hmm. when I have clear vision to be able to make the best decisions for myself and my community. So inspiring. So, you know, to try to reach those moments, to, to be in that space, um, then it becomes desirable yeah. for you to continue to do that more and yeah. more. And that's, that's why it becomes a pleasure. It's, it really isn't arduous at all. Right. So if we're going to say one other thing I want to talk about, um, and I think I'm, I'm just going to say this, that I think is really hard. I always remind people you're not alone. Mm. You're not alone. And so you speak of your soul family a lot. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what that, maybe what that means to you? I mean, one of the things I, I feel angels myself and I feel my, I don't know who my soul family is, but I know that there's people helping me over on the other side. I can feel it. And and for you, when you describe your soul family, how, how would you say that is for you, David, just to kind of give people an idea, because I think we tend to forget that we have our own spirit and all this other help around us all the time. And that's yes. part of cultivating that awareness. Would you say? Yes. And, and I don't think we realize that we are loved, that the universe, the oneness, the universal mind, what, uh, God, goddess, all that is, what, however you want to call it, right. loves us. We are loved. And, and from that, we also have, um, we have, resources. We have guides. Um, You can call them angels, guides, deceased loved ones. We Mm -hmm. have all these resources that are available to us. Uh, My soul family, I believe um, we've incarnated together. We've learned together in multiple lives. Um, And so we have this connection. We have this soul connection of soul family. And, um, there's about a dozen of us in 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 my group. And, so cool. And yeah. and and most of the time, um, there's there's one one person who stands forward and 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 guides me the most. But when I need maybe a little different type of guidance, a little different type of of uh, nudge, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Um, then then one of the other ones may step forward. And we all have more than just one guide. We all have more than just one angel. I agree with that. And some of them are soft. Some of them are a little more intense. um, And they they can all speak to us. Mm -hmm. But they have different strengths. You know, I I say, because to me, it's like different flavors. Um, You know, okay. It, it's it's hard to describe. Again, it's another one of those topics that's hard to describe because it's it's um, other dimensional. So, yes, it is. So um, so the the communication comes it, to me. It feels like flavors more than it does uh, communication. The way we think of it in in our physical form, um, but it, it kind of flows in like a flavor does. You know, like okay. A, does it kind of now? If you're let's say. You're in a place in your life, I know with me, because I struggle with sleep. I just do. And one of the things that I've done is I've just asked for help. Who mm-hmm. out there helps with insomnia? You know, who who can help me? So get your butt down here now. No, I don't say <laughs> like that. But, you know, 
<laughs> but yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, is as long as you say it sincerely, you know, yeah. they're going to listen. You know, <laughs> they do I mean, have you, a sense of humor sometimes. They do. Yeah, they and do. we 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 tend to fuss. Uh, I fuss with my uh, guidance sometimes. And I do we, too. Yeah, you know, and actually, we I I joke with them. I try to pull pranks on them sometimes. You know, I like think that. that's cool. So, you know, here here's the message. You know, be lighthearted. Move true towards what makes you happy. And would you say, you know, to the person out there that hasn't experienced what we're talking about, can you just ask for help and wait and be patient and listen? Yes, by all means. By all okay. means, it, that's the first step is asking mm -hmm. um, because when you ask for help and sincerely, when I say sincerely, I mean heartfelt yeah. ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, I, I call it heart-centered um, yeah. where, you, where you are sincerely want guidance. And, yeah. and when you do that, your guides hear you. They're there with you all the time. They're right. just waiting patiently for mm -hmm. you to ask for help so that they can step in. Help you. Yeah, exactly. But you have to be willing to listen for the guidance. And sometimes it's it's a it's a soft voice. Sometimes yeah. it's not even a voice at all. Sometimes you'll be looking for something in your life. And all of a sudden, someone will walk up to you and mention what you're looking for. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Those, I, you I'm pay attention you. to those synchronistic moments because mm -hmm. that is the universe lining up things for you. You're in the flow. I agree. Wow, that's really beautiful. I know, and I love it when that happens. So, with that being said, let's, you know, let's talk a little bit about the word that I use is vibration. Mm. Is keeping that, I wrote a little note here, connected. To, to that divinity that you are. So when you are moving towards, and I'm just getting confirmation here from you, when you are moving towards what makes you happy, what makes you feel connected, whether it's nature, whether it's drawing, whether it's numbers, music, yoga, that's one of my big go-tos. Mm. And you start to open up, sustaining that level of light, vibration, it, it keeps you in that flow that you're talking about. And like, for me, a lot of times when I know I'm in the flow, it's kind of funny. And I think this is where the, 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 the funny stuff comes in with my guides is I'll walk into a Target or I'll walk into a Walmart, both stores that I loathe going to, but music is playing. And many times I don't notice the music, but when it's a message, I just start laughing because I know it's them going, just chill out, Nina. This is all good. You're going to be fine. You know, so that means being in that flow and keeping up that level of light and divinity is challenging. But like you said, how we've talked about the whole show is baby steps. And that mm -hmm. goes into yeah. that awareness. Yes, exactly. And, and, and the neat thing is, is when, when you achieve that part that, that style of living. Yeah. You notice quicker. You notice a lot more, you know, you, from moment to moment. You notice when suddenly, oh, wait a minute. I've stepped outside of my, my you know, my, my center. Right. I, I got caught up in the circumstances. Yep. The, the drama-filled circumstances has pulled me away from myself. And, and, and you can recognize it quicker. And As you so get cranky. That, that's fine. You get <laughs> yeah, cranky. Yeah. You're not. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll I'll attest to that. Yes, <laughs> I know. Well, we're not perfect, and you know, no, we're not. ND ears always say the same thing. You guys all say the same thing. You know, just because we went over and saw the light, we're with God, doesn't mean that we don't want to choke people every now and then. I don't remember who said that, but it was really it was really funny. It's very true. I mean, we we're we're human. We have to allow ourselves to get frustrated. You know? Yeah, you and you we're know, fallible. You know, that's that's part of being human, too, is being fallible. So, we're going to yeah. fall down, and, and you just get yourself up, dust yourself off, and start on over again. So, You know, what do you, and I know this is kind of an off-the-wall question, but I got to ask it. You know, when because I want to know for me, when there's people, people that are very hard to love. Okay. What do you do with those people? Because we have people right now, we all know who they are, wherever you are at in your life, where you're like going, oh my God. And, you know, I always try and stay in a very, what I call the middle, yeah. you know, just being uh-huh. curious about mm-hmm. this is going on here, this is going on there. But some of the things, it's like, how do I love that person? You know, mm-hmm. for me, I, I always just say, look at it from an angel's perspective. They're not in their divine flow, you know, <laughs> but what do you do? I, I come at it from two different approaches. Okay. Um, the first is um, I've worked very hard in this life. Because of that life review, I saw how judgmental I was. Okay. And so I have tried very hard, and I'm still working on This is a lifelong endeavor, I believe, yeah. that I am going to try to use discernment. And, and part of that is mm. to allow other people to be who they are because okay. they have their life's path. They have their purpose in life. They have their decisions in life. Okay. I don't have to agree with all, any of that, you know, and I don't have to own any of that. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing that I do is I try to maintain a state of wonder. And what I mean by that is if you live in a state of wonder, you are an explorer because you're seeking the truth. So, when you come across someone who, you know, doesn't fit your worldview or is, uh, is, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstance is, if you're coming from a state of wonder, mm-hmm. you're, then you're open to see who they are. I like that. And to allow them and then, and then allowing them to be who they are, that's the other part of it. So if if you can live in a state of wonder, you become an explorer in your own life because that, you're seeking the truth. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I, you know, I always say just be curious, don't get mad, mm-hmm. just be curious. What yeah. is happening here? And you're right though, there that there is an opening with that. So instead of coming in with judgment, anger, frustration, I'm sure we can think of a bunch of different words, and you step back and you go, hmm, which is challenging, you know, but it also takes the weight of the emotion off of your physical body and your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to practice And you that can too. breathe, and you can, you can yeah, breathe. Yeah, breathing. And, and you know, know sometimes, though, somebody is very intense, yeah. So those people, when they come in, you know, their aura is invading your, you know, aura field. Yeah. And so you, it's okay to step back for a minute, take a breath, and then re-engage. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that I think that goes with the you know the public world, even in families and stuff, because mm-hmm. a lot of us are being put together for longer periods of time than we're used to with no breaks. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're a lot of us are, you know, just really being challenged in that regard. So I think that's really good advice, David, really, really good advice. You know, you are doing a lot of work with IONS right now. I want to make sure we talk about that a little bit before the end of the show. So yeah. t- tell us what you're doing for IONS. Tell us what IONS is about so other people can learn what we learn from all you beautiful people that are that had your NDEs. Yeah, IONS is the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And this weekend, they're having their annual conference, but we couldn't have it in person. We were supposed to be in Salt Lake City this week. Mm. But instead, we're doing, we've brought the in-person conference online. Wow. So it's going to start off uh, Friday night with Anita Morgiani. And oh my then, gosh, dying and to then, be me. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to have, we have over 60, or no, we have between 50 and 60 speakers and panelists, and we have workshops, and we have a sharing room where experiencers can come, experiencers from all walks of life can come and share with other experiencers in a safe environment. We have... Um, uh, panels where panel discussions, things like that, and so it's it's Friday night and all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And if you go to the IANS website, which is i a n d s dot o r g, you can you can click on the registration tabs and things like that. There's tons to offer on that website. By Are the way. you heading it up this year? I'm not heading it up, but I am. Um, I, I'm pretty the, involved with IONS. I've known that. I, I am because yeah. I'm I'm uh, the board member at large. I am uh, the coordinator for all the local groups internationally. Mm. So um, that keeps me pretty busy. It keeps me out of trouble. Um, <laughs> but yeah. also, um, I'll be I'm seeing the closing. So I'll be doing the closing blessing and and meditation and and that so sort of thing. Beautiful. Really nice. You know, I'll also you, be in the sharing room a lot. So um, Okay. I'll yeah, be heading so up the sharing room quite a I bit. I was going to check it out. So the website is uh just sign up. Is it IONS, the IONS website? If you go to IONS.org, you'll see the links to the registration page. Okay. And it's I, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, and then S as in Sam, IONS. No, I-A-N-D-S. Oh, D-S. See, I didn't hear the D. Okay, and I-N-D-S. Yes. So, uh, people can go and look at it there. You know, um, and your website, um, which has got so much cool stuff on it, is uh, Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A Talks.com, right? And that's a portal to all of my social media. If you want to see my daily contemplations, um, because um, every... Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m., I do uh, my contemplative living um, live uh, broadcast on mm-hmm. Facebook Live, and and then I rebroadcast it on on YouTube. But, yeah, um, well, I I share a lot of your stuff on Facebook. I love it. it's all very positive and helpful, and that was so much why I wanted to have you on the show today uh, was to talk about all this. And I think that, you know, going over already, you know, everything that we've gone over is the message is to me and what you've given us today is to really have that self-awareness of where am I right now? What are my thoughts? And it's just, you know, just checking out what's going on inside of me and then being able to tap in to something greater and 
you know, one of the things that you said at the beginning of the show was, you know, what, what really bubbles up, you know, inside of you? What do you want to reflect on today? Whether it's love, whether it's discernment, you know, if you're going into a meeting with people that you don't get along with or whatever that is and just bringing it up expands you to learn what about meditation and calming the mind and having a happier life. So, yeah. And is there anything else you want to add, David? Well, I would say stay true to yourself by knowing what is needed and important in your life, you know, and, and avoid being drawn into the undesired, you know, bargains and services that you don't need. Instead, focus on your unlimited potential, your spiritual connection, your true daily needs. Yeah. Stay grounded with a connection to your higher self. Yeah. Well, I just think it's all been really beautiful. And I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. It was so timely. And uh, if anybody has questions for David and you want to talk to him, he is wonderful. Go to his website and he's on Facebook Messenger. He's easy to get a hold of and he's really helpful during this time. And uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend him. So I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Nina. It's you're, been a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. So this has just been such a great show today. And I wanted to touch on something that I want families, because of what I've experienced in my own family, is to keep each other close. You know, I think that so many people right now, and especially our young people, They've been, you know, isolated from their friends and their social lives. And, you know, if you think about, I don't know how old, whoever's listening, you know, when you're 20, 25 years old or you're in high school, those relationships are so important. And our young people are really feeling isolated. And I just want to say keep them close because there's so much out there that they could get into. They can drift away from us and we don't know what's going on in their lives. And we love them so, 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 so much. And uh, my family member is someone that I'm praying for every day right now. I'm praying for their family every day. But one of the main things that I do want to say is keep them close. Open your hearts. What David talked about today is bringing in that awareness. It's so easy to get off track. But I really feel that if we, you know, you cultivate exactly what David is talking about and really opening up your hearts just something so much greater than yourself that we're all going to get through this and we need to love each other through it and do have that sense of wonder. So thanks so much for being with me today. It's been a really wonderful show and reach out. I have lots of resources and lots of wonderful people in my life that are ready and there to help. Take good care. God bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you have found hope in this week's edition of Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Please join your host, Nina Impala, for another program next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again soon.